0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up. Like delicious lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy Friday, you guys. I hope you all have had a great week. And if you have not, guess what? It's Friday. We made it. It's the weekend. The week is over. Here comes the weekend. I'm so excited. I have had a pretty good week. I will say the only downer that this week has brought me is I have been recovering from some sort of sickness, some sort of bug that I have caught. I know a lot of people in Nashville have this right now. My dad had it. My nieces and nephews had it. My sister had it. My trainer had it. My friends had it. Everyone has had this little bug, and I just do not have a great immune system system at all. I always end up catching things no matter the vitamins. Actually, no, that's not true. I'm really not that great at taking my vitamins. But see, that was a deep breath right there because I'm feeling... A little shortness of breath, but it's okay. Um, But yeah, I just don't have a great immune system. So I always end up catching things and I just don't take my vitamins, which is not good. So it's just a recipe for disaster all the way around. But I've just been fighting that this week. And honestly, that's really been the only downer to this week. Other than that, this week has been amazing. Honestly, the weather has been such a gift. It is so sunny and so nice outside. I could cry because I feel like in January, not only is January like an exceptionally long feeling month, I feel like January drags and don't get me wrong I love January I'm a January baby I have a January birthday I know so many people that have January birthdays but it drags it goes on forever and it also is just I don't know about where you guys live but I know in Tennessee it's like honestly the worst month in terms of weather it's cold it's cloudy it's sunny it's snowing it's raining it's like it's a whirlwind uh we get like all four seasons in January and it just feels like it goes on forever, and now that we're in February, not only does February always feel like a shorter month, I, I feel like well, because obviously it is. Also, did you guys know that this year is a leap year? I learned that the other day. But not only is, does February always feel like a shorter month because it is, but now we're getting like this warmer weather. The sun is out. Honestly, it could be thirty degrees, and if the sun is out, I am such a happy camper. I'm a happy girl because I used to be like the thunderstorm, and I still am. Like I love a good thunderstorm. I love a good snowstorm. Like don't get me wrong, but. I I can only take so many of those before I start spiraling. So now that it is sunny and the sun is shining, it just makes me feel like a happier person. It makes me more productive. I always give you guys the weather report as if you are like sitting there on the edge of your seat wondering what the weather is in Nashville, Tennessee. But I just feel like I always need to talk about it because where I film and it's like right in front of this giant window and I just always get to look outside and I get to see the weather and I feel like I need to report it back to you. So that's the weather report for today. But yeah, you guys, I hope you have had a great week. And before we get started into today's episode, which I'm so excited about, I do want to say thank you so much for all the love on last week's episode. That was a really fun episode for me to film. And if you haven't heard it yet, definitely go check it out. We talked about how I met my boyfriend and we just did like a little heartbreak pep talk for Valentine's Day. And I was honestly kind of, I don't know why I was nervous before that episode went live, but like I was kind of nervous before that episode aired and then it did. And you guys like just gave it so much love and it made me really happy. So Thank you for being so encouraging. And I also wanted to bring that up because I had posted on the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram page asking you guys if – so the backstory behind this is I kind of want to dabble and experiment and ask you guys, open the floor up to you because it all really matters what you want at the end of the day. Open the floor up to you and see – if having guests on my thoughts exactly is something that you would be interested in. It's something that I've dabbled with the idea for a couple months now. It's something that I've been thinking about actively. And if that is something that you guys would be interested in, I would love nothing more than to start incorporating that. And I had asked you guys on Instagram what or who I should say, not what, who you would like to see as a guest. And most of you, I would say 95% of you, if I'm being so for real, said Hayden, which I thought was very funny after last week's episode. So maybe that'll be something that we do in the future. But I also just wanted to open up the floor and ask you guys on this platform, first of all, if that's something you would ever even be interested in. And if so, who would you like to see on the podcast? So, that's my little speech for the day. That's my little intro. You guys can let me know in the comments or you can DM me or you can comment on an Instagram, whatever it is, just let me know. So as, yeah, that's, that's my spiel. That's my spiel. Let's get into today's episode because today, as you can tell by the title, we are doing my favorite thing ever that we do on My Thoughts Exactly, which is a What Would Sav Do? I get so excited to do these. I feel like I do them pretty frequently, but partially it's just because I love connecting with you guys and I feel like this is the best way to do it. I feel like this is the way that we can have like a very... Uh, uh, honest and open conversation about what's truthfully going on in your guys' lives and that makes me so happy. If you don't know what a What Would Sav Do is, it's pretty much exactly how it sounds. You guys will write in, let me know what's going on in your life, anything you're going through, any adversity, any problem, and me, Savannah, hey, hi, hello, lets you know what I, Sav, would do. Hence, what would Sab do? This is something that we used to do on YouTube all the time when I was just doing YouTube videos and didn't have either podcast. I would always do what would Sab do's and they were really fun to do. So that is a segment that I like to do on here as well. So if you want to be a part of the next what would Sab do, all you have to do is just go follow the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram page because that is where you will get updated on like all things the podcast in general, but also like what would Sab do's. So we are just going to jump right on into it today after that seven-minute long intro. First one, two of my roommates are hooking up and it's uncomfortable to live with. Additionally, they'll make out in the living room instead of their rooms. What would Sav do? Okay, I can totally understand how this would be uncomfortable. This would make me very uncomfortable as well. So I feel like, first of all, I want to validate the fact that like that is an uncomfortable situation. I feel like if this were me – I don't know how close you are to these roommates. Like, I don't know if they were your friends first and then you guys like decided that you wanted to all room together or like live together. I don't know if this is like a, you just know them on like a roommate basis and it was like a stranger pairing or something. But this is what I would do. Regardless, I would be like, you guys, we need to have a little meeting. And I would go into this meeting and I would make it lighthearted, honestly. I would make it like kind of like lighthearted and, but that's just like how I cope with things. So I would just, you know, do a family meeting, so to speak. Or if you guys do those regularly to talk about like, I don't know, bills or chores or how the space is looking. I don't know if people do that. So if they don't, then don't do that. But like, if you don't do that, then I would be like, hey guys, like, can we just like all hang out or like have a little, I want to talk to you guys. That's what I would say. Like, can we just get together and talk? I would approach them by saying, listen, I am very, very happy with, like for you guys, I'm so happy with what, Going on with you guys. I'm happy that you guys are enjoying each other. I'm happy that you guys are having fun with each other. Whatever it ends up looking like, like I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader, like so happy for you guys. And like I'm not trying to be, you know, the damper on all things love here. But I do want to say that it does get to a certain point sometimes. And I don't know if this is, you know, I'm not saying that this is intentional, but it does get to a certain point sometimes where it does feel a little bit uncomfortable. So like my main ask is if you guys are going to take it to the next level if you guys are starting to get you know a little more than just like basic touchy feely go to your rooms to do it you know there's three people living here and it is uncomfortable to walk in on that it's uncomfortable to see it and i just don't really want to have to do that in the space that i live in like i want to be able to like walk freely around and not worry that i'm going to like walk in on you guys or like see something that i don't want to see you know we're not a throuple we are three people two of which just so happen to be hooking up and that's great but I do think that it would be great moving forward if we could just all respect each other's personal space that's how I would approach it I wouldn't make it like a big ordeal I wouldn't make it into something you know that's really serious until the only time I would is after you express it the first time if it's not respected then I would start to get a little bit more like you know I would start to get a little bit more serious about it because the fact of the matter is, is all three of you are sharing a space. However, I do think it's important to respect everyone's space when doing that. So it's disrespectful for them to not respect your space. And I would remember that going into it. I would be like, you know what? Even though this is uncomfortable to have this conversation, I need to have this conversation because I don't want to live in a place where I am uncomfortable. Like that's not fair to you. And as your roommates, they should not want to put you in uncomfortable situations. That's what I would say. I would be very open with them and having this conversation and make it like an open conversation. It's probably not going to be a long one. They're probably going to be a little bit like, you know, if they're anything like like I could only imagine that their response would be like, oh, shoot, like, sorry, like I we didn't realize or yeah, you know what? We're right. You're right. Like that was definitely our bad. Like we'll be better at it or we'll try and be better at it. You know, the only time that I would start to get, you know, doubling down on this is if they come back defensive, if they come back and say, you know, like, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Then it's like, okay, no, then we're going to get a little bit more serious about it. But before then I would just open up, have an open conversation, you know, do the sandwich method, compliment, criticism, compliment. And I would just, again, reiterate the fact that you're happy for them, happy that they're, they've are they got their own thing going on and I'm not trying to get in the way of that. And part of not getting in the way of that is not having to physically be in the middle of it. So that's what I would reiterate to them. Good luck in that conversation. Please keep me updated. I'm actually very interested to know how that would go. Okay, next one. Would you stay with a cheater? Okay, would you stay with a cheater? Even if it was just kissing, they hid it for one and a half years. That's very difficult because I think that it's very easy to have the obvious answer be like, no, no, I would not stay with the cheater, which I wouldn't. I've learned my lesson. But I think that what I would remind myself, because I know it's not an easy cut or cut and dry decision. What I would remind myself is if they were willing to hide that for a year and a half, what else are they willing to hide? That's where my mind would go. Would be like, if they're willing to hide that for that long, what else are they willing to hide? And they were willing to so boldly hide that for a year and a half, that's such a big thing. Like that's such a big thing to hide. I don't know if I would feel like that relationship with the past year and a half was truly authentic or genuine because there's this giant secret. There's this giant missing puzzle piece or piece of information that's being withheld from you. There's this giant lie. I don't know if I would be comfortable going forward because, you know, it just, I would only think of First of all, what else are they willing to hide? And also, you know, it's been a year and a half of kind of living a lie. And I don't like that. And also, I've just dated a lot of cheaters in the past. And I, that's like my non negotiable at this point. The bar, the bar was low for a while. The bar was very low. So, no, I don't think I would date, I would, con- I don't think I would continue to date that person. I don't think I could just because I would just feel very, uncomfortable about the entire situation and I would feel uncomfortable. I think for a multitude of reasons and also no one should feel like comfortable enough doing that. No one should, I don't know. I just don't like it. I would not be able to go through with it. I wouldn't be able to keep dating that person. I understand the thought process maybe of being like, because I'm putting myself in my previous mindset of where like I kept making excuses for my partner and that's what's happening right now. Like you're making excuses for the person because you're like, oh, it's like it's been a year and a half or oh, like, you know, it's been so long and, you know, it was just kissing. It was just making out. Like, no, 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 no. Because I think that what happens is when we excuse things like that, it's a snowball effect. You excuse the little things and the little things become the big things. So yeah, not telling you what to do. But again, what I would do in that situation is I really do think that I would not be able to go through only because I think that once you start getting in that mindset, you really start just making excuses. You're making excuses for someone else because you want that to be your person you're like oh it was so long ago you know you have to ask yourself if you found out like the next day or two days later would that have mattered like would you have stayed like if you wouldn't have then what makes it any different if that makes sense it's like oh it was a year and a half ago. like okay and the facts are the facts they still did it and I understand the mindset of like wanting to be like oh you know it was just a kiss but like was it I don't know what, what was behind the cat? It's just, I, my mind would just be spiraling with questions and unknowns and I would be driving myself crazy. So this is just me personally, what I would do, I just couldn't do it. So no, I wouldn't stay, but I, I understand the mindset just because I've been there. Okay, next one. I'm normally fine and don't ever miss anyone, but whenever I'm drunk, I always wanna text my ex. What would Sav do? You guys, okay, this is, I used to do this all the time. I was notorious for being the drunk texter. Always, always, always. I was always a drunk texter. It's like honestly one of my biggest toxic traits is I will drunk text and drunk call anyone. Like whenever I get an ounce of, of alcohol. The second wine hits my system, I want to FaceTime everyone in my contacts and I will wake up the next morning and actually want to fall off the face of the planet. It is such a toxic trait of mine. And I used to do this so often, but now I don't do it with exes. Like now I just do it with like my family, which is honestly still equally as embarrassing. But before, like years and years ago, I used to do it with my exes. So I used to always call my exes, text my exes, and like text some random shit. I was never like professing feelings. Like I was always just trying to like instigate or like start a conversation and like whatever. So this is what I did. And it's embarrassing, but it's what I had to do. I went on the app store and I looked up at the time it was called Drunk Dial. Now I'm sure there's plenty more apps that are honestly probably better suited for this because there were some technical difficulties with this app that I didn't like. But essentially, whenever I would go out and I knew I was going out, I would open this app and the premise of this app is it blocks numbers for you. Like blocks numbers in your contacts for the night. You would like set the time limit you set the contact, you set the time limit and then it blocks it for the night. That means you cannot contact that person. So I would, when I knew I was going out, I would go into this app, I would open up the app and I would scroll, scroll, scroll. I would put in all the numbers of the exes that I did not want to contact. And then I would like set the timer for like six or eight or 12 hours or whatever. And then the next morning I would be good. I wouldn't have ever contacted them. So that's, That's what I would have to do. And honestly, it was the best. I could sit here and be like, oh, no, you know what? Just like, don't think about them. Or, you know, I could give you like the emotional advice, but honestly, whoops, honestly, sometimes that's just what you have to do. Sometimes those are the lengths that you have to go to. And the only reason I don't recommend that specific app, and I'm sure, because this was like eight years ago when I was doing this, I'm sure that by now they have made better apps for this. But the reason that I didn't like that specific app is because when I would go into the app and like put in the number that needed to be blocked or put in the contact, it would delete the contact out of my phone. So I would still have their number in my phone but they would it would like delete the contact name so it was like kind of annoying because then I would have to like go back and like re-put in their name and it was just like a process so I don't recommend that app necessarily but again I'm sure that there are other apps out there now that are better suited for this issue because I get it like I don't know what happens either we start drinking and it's just like I don't know I don't know the science behind it but I know it sucks because I've been there And you just start thinking and you start spiraling. And I agree. Like, I think that there is something to be said about the fact that, like, when you're sober, those thoughts don't exist in the same way that they do when you're drunk. And I wouldn't think too much into it because... I don't know. I just Sometimes I just, I don't like thinking too much into things like this, but I think that I would just focus on how to be proactive about it in the future if you know that this is something that you're going to do rather than like sitting there racking your brain about like trying to figure out the deep-rooted psychology of it. Because again, I just feel like there's just, you know, there's a time and place for that. I don't think that this is necessarily, like this is such a common thing, I think. So I wouldn't get embarrassed about it or I wouldn't feel like any sort of way about it. I would just like find an app and block them for the night. Like that's just what I did. And It worked. It worked you know, didn't work in the long haul, but it worked for a short time. So there was that. Okay. Moving on. How do you tell your partner that they aren't filling your cup lately? This is a hard conversation to have to have with your partner. And I know this because I've been there. I've had to have these conversations. And I've had these conversations in many different ways. I've had them in ways that have not been productive and have not been beneficial. And I've also had them in ways that have been very productive and have been very beneficial. And I've figured out the formula and how to approach my partner and I think that I need to preface this by saying I do think that this is normal I think that a lot of times what happens especially with the days of like social media and all these like social media couples and highlights and all of these things we see like the best parts of all of these couples we see the best parts of these couples painted on social media or in just like the media in general reality shows whatever it is we always see like the best parts of these couples and I think what's important to remember is like And I know it's like a no dub, but like all of these couples go through problems. Like every couple, even like the best couples, you know, like I have several friends who are like on, they literally are like the, like the epitome of like the perfect couples. And I just, I think that they have no problems. And then like... I would start talking to them or start talking to one of them and you know you learned that everyone has their shit like everyone goes through things within their relationship it might not be the same things that you're going through but everyone within their relationship goes through things and I think it's easy to look at other people and be like oh well everyone else's relationship is going so perfectly so if mine is having a little bit of an issue or like mine is not like filling my cup maybe that this is like a catastrophic problem, like maybe we aren't meant to be together. And I don't think it needs to go to like those lengths or those extremes just yet. If I were you, I think it's very important to have an open conversation with your partner. And I talked about this before, maybe not in last week's episode, but One of the things that I love about Hayden and mine's relationship, and this is something I've never experienced before, is the fact that we're able to have very open conversations, very open dialogue about sometimes very difficult topics, but we know that we're on the same page. We know that no matter what our viewpoints are for this conversation— we know what the end goal is. The end goal is, first of all, we want to be together. The end goal is reminding each other that we love each other. The end goal is we are a team and we are, in our, we are a partnership and we're working through these problems together. And it's like, it really changes the dynamic when you go into a conversation with that mindset. I feel like what's really important in a conversation like this before going into it is asking yourself, what you want out of this conversation like what is the best case scenario in this conversation that's the first thing you need to ask yourself the second thing you need to ask yourself and really like have a conversation with yourself is what are my points going to be in this conversation because I think if you go into the conversation and you're like hey listen you're just not really filling my cup lately and seen. That's not great. Like that that's not going to be a great conversation to have. So I think it's important to have the conversation with yourself and say, "What is it about my relationship or what is it about my partner that we're not really on the same page about or that we're not seeing eye to eye about or what is missing? Is it a physical thing? Is it a mental thing? Is it you guys aren't having enough date nights? Is it you guys don't have enough quality time together? Is it there's a stressor in the relationship?" I would have that conversation with myself and come up with a few key points that I was going to bring up in the conversation and also come up with some solutions. And, you know, I wouldn't come up with like all of the solutions because I want it to be a very, you know, two sided conversation. I don't want to be like, this is the problem. This is what it needs or this is what needs to be done to fix it you know, end of story. You want it to be collaborative. You want to work with your partner, I think. So that's the conversation that I would have with myself. And then I would approach my partner and be like, listen, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to talk about just kind of our relationship and where we've been at lately. And I just want to have an open dialogue about it. And I want to tell you how I'm feeling and I want to hear how you're feeling. And before we get into it, I just want to, you know, remind you that I love you and I you know, love our relationship and I'm really excited about our future, but I think it's really important for us to like have these conversations. You guys have the same end goal, which is to be together. You guys love each other, all the things, and then proceed with what you want to say. I think it's important to have that preface of the conversation because again, I think for either party, whenever you're hearing something like this, it's easy to get defensive. I think it's easy to be like, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean I'm not doing it for you? Like, what do you mean you think there's a problem in our relationship? Like, what do you mean? And I think it's easy for the walls to come up. And so I think that's why it's important to kind of tread lightly. Like when you have a conversation like this, but still speak your truth, like still be very direct with what you want to say. And that's why I think it's important to have that conversation with yourself before about like, okay, what are the points that I want to bring up in this conversation? Because I want it to be productive. You know, I want us to get somewhere in this conversation. And you know what? Like if you are with someone who doesn't, A, doesn't want to have the conversation, B, gets super defensive or C is just like dismissive that tells you a lot about the person that you're with and that will tell you a lot about the relationship that you're in. And maybe that's just not the relationship for you, but there's only one way to find out. And part of that is having the conversation and seeing how they react to it. I think that, again, just having the conversation is crucial. So that is how I would approach that. And again, I want to reiterate that reminding ourselves that Everyone goes through things in their relationships, and sometimes relationships hit plateaus. Like, sometimes you know, you're on a whirlwind romance, and then sometimes things feel a little bit stagnant, things feel a little bit repetitive. And you guys need to have those check ins because you guys need to remind yourself that you're still dating and making life exciting and making dates fun and being spontaneous. Like, sometimes those reminders are necessary. It doesn't mean that there's anything like detrimentally wrong in the relationship. But again, I think that either way, it's important to have that conversation to figure out where the other person is is as well that way you can work on the solution for the common problem so that is what I would say to that Next one. What would Sab do if you can't stop overthinking why a guy ghosted you? I keep thinking I did something wrong or I did something while drunk that made him think I was weird. Okay. Girly pop. I've had so many instances where I have been drinking around a guy or on a date and I feel like I've been ghosted or whatever it is. Like if I feel like I have anxiety and I'm like, oh, did I say something stupid? Did I do something stupid? First of all, you don't want to be with someone who ghosts you. Like that's the bigger picture here that I think we need to realize. And I think a lot of times we're so easy to critique ourselves and think it's like us that did something wrong. It could just be that you were dealing with someone who's not a great person and has very poor communication skills. Like we don't want to be with someone who ghosts us. I remember I was with this guy who I thought was like, 10 out of 10. Like I was dating this guy for, it was so short lived. Oh my God. It was so short lived. It was like three weeks. And I thought that he was amazing. Like I thought I found the one, I was love bombed to the maximum, like the biggest extent, but we had like such a great time together. And I thought that he was like it for a minute. Like it was just that much of a whirlwind where I was like, Oh my God, like this is like, he made me a playlist. Like the second day he met me, we were going on dates. Like the, it was, it was amazing until it wasn't. And I remember he ghosted me like out of the blue, left my house one day, never talked to me again. And I remember sitting there and I was racking my brain for so long. I couldn't stop overthinking it. And I was like, did I say something? Did I do something? You know, he was the one who was saying that like he loved where we were, meaning like the stage of our quote unquote talking stage or relationship or whatever. Like he was so happy with where things were at. Like I must have done something wrong. And I could not stop spiraling over it. Like I was going over it in my head, constantly replaying every conversation, replaying every little, like every little thing down to like the commas and periods in our text. Like I was overthinking. And I remember two weeks later, I got a text from him and the text was essentially, didn't mean to ghost you, you know, you're great, but Ever since my ex, I'm just not really looking for a relationship. Um, you're amazing. Something along those. Lines. Like it was very like very very subpar. And I remember sitting there thinking like I put this man on a pedestal. Like I put him on a pedestal. I thought he was so great. And now he's just sending me this like subpar half-assed text message. I'm like, I don't want to be with someone like that. For so long, I convinced myself or for the time that I was with him, I convinced myself that I wanted to be with him. Like he was it. Like I was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And then I realized I was like, this is how you deal with problems. I'm like, this is how you deal with your feelings. Like you run away. You're just silent. I don't want to be with someone like that. So I think we need to kind of look at it from a bird's eye view for a second and realize that it's not a you problem. Like this is not a you thing. You are not the issue here. And I remember when I was going through these things and my friends would say the same things to me, it didn't really matter because I was like, well, if I'm not the issue, then why isn't he responding? and sometimes we just don't get to know those things and that's what sucks like sometimes we don't know why people do the things that they do but what we can control is how we react to it what we can tr- control is how we respond and being like okay you know what i thought that you were someone that i could see some see something with but just how you are responding or your lack of response it just tells me enough. I don't want to be with someone like you. Like, I just don't want to be with someone like that. You want to be with someone who's respectful. You want to be with someone who's like a stand-up guy who's like, you know what? Like, if he doesn't see something with you, tells you that. If he doesn't see something with you, he's like, you know what? I think you're great, but like, I just don't see this moving forward or I don't see this going anywhere. You don't want to be with someone who leaves you in a mindset like this. Like, it's just not... (sighs) It's just not something that you should want for yourself. And I think that it's important to remind yourself that because, again, I think we're our own biggest and harshest critics and we sit there and we're like, what did I do? You didn't do anything, more than likely. Like, you didn't do anything. I can confidently sit here and say you didn't do anything and I don't even know the situation. I don't even know what happened. I don't even know the guy. But I can probably sit here and say that you did not do anything. This is just him being him. And it's sad and it sucks. But you know what? On to the next like good riddance, good bye. And after I stopped, I'm bringing this back to my story for a second, but after I stopped talking to that guy, the guy that I was like, oh my God, so amazing. I found someone even more amazing. Didn't turn out to be amazing in the long run, but in the moment I was like, oh my God, no, like this guy's so much better. Again, story for a different day, but I just think that it's important to remind yourself that it's not a you problem. I think whenever we go through these ghosting situations, we harp so much on our own personal self because we have no other answers. So we're like, oh, it has to be something that I did. That's not true. Sometimes people are just shitty people and it's the unfortunate fact of the reality. So I say on to the next. That's what I say. What would Sav do? My boyfriend talks about me and our arguments to his friends instead of working it out with me. Okay, this is actually something that I am very guilty of and it is something that Hayden and I had to have a conversation about kind of early on in our relationship because I have always dealt with relationship problems by going to my friends. I'm always someone who likes to talk things out with my friends. You know, I'm always someone who likes to kind of fill my friends in on what's going on in my relationship and if i'm going through an argument or a disagreement or a rough patch with any of the guys that i've been with i've always gone to my friends and i remember in the beginning of hayden and i's relationship i was doing that one time and i think i told him like oh yeah like i told my best friend about this and this is what she said and it was like after the fact but i alluded to the fact that i had told one of my very good friends about um a disagreement that hayden and i had had and he was not happy about that and he was like listen like I love you and I'm glad that you have friends and I'm glad that you have a support system but if there is a problem in our relationship like I want you to come to me about that instead of your friends because I'm the only one that can resolve the issue like I'm the only one that can you know talk it out with you in a way that's actually going to be productive for our relationship so while I understand why you would go to your support system like if it has something to do with just us like I would res- I would like for that to be with just us because it's the only way it's productive. You get what I'm saying. So I understand both sides of it because I was the one who was always going to my friends. But I do think that having a similar conversation to the one that Hayden had with me, which is like, listen, I'm glad that you have your support system. But at the same time, if there is a problem that we're going through, I would appreciate if we could just resolve it with just the two of us. Because also what tends to happen is that for the person in the relationship like when we go through disagreements or we go through these like times with our partner the times that we're telling our friends about like we rarely tell our friends about the good times typically we're always just being like oh my god like we're going through this disagreement or we had this argument or whatever it is and our friends don't forget that like I don't know how guys work but I know for girls all they're gonna think is poorly about the relationship and that is something that I've learned I've learned that because I know that it happens with my friends too like when my friends are venting about their boyfriends it's really hard not to have a, a bias you know because all we're hearing are like the poor things that are happening or the bad things or the things that are like annoying or the things that would make us be like that's a red flag and so when you're constantly hearing those things over and over again you're going to have a natural bias about the relationship and I've learned that through my other friends you know talking to me about their boyfriends I've learned that through me talking to my previous uh, or my friends about my previous relationships so it's definitely something that I've tried to be better at in this relationship and I will say it has paid off big time going to the source of the only person who can help me through um, like a problem, coincidentally enough, weirdly enough, is actually so much more beneficial and productive instead of sitting there and like gossiping to my friends or like chit chatting and be like oh he did this it's so annoying Da-da-da-da-da. which is also natural to an extent like we're going to tell our friends certain things it's natural but when that's like a constant when you're only going to your friends instead of you know talking to the only person who can really help when that's the case that's when things get a little bit dicey because all your friends are hearing are bad things and so they're going to at a certain point be like I don't know like maybe this isn't the right relationship or I don't know like Maybe this isn't the person for you and they're going to be thinking negatively about the relationship. And not that that necessarily matters because it's like they're not the people in the relationship, but you don't want the people that are closest to your partner to have that negative connotation Simply when it's based off of like gossip, you know, so I would approach your boyfriend, like I said, in a way that was that would just be like, listen, I would appreciate if you would just come to me instead of them. Like, I don't love it when you talk to your friends about what's going on when we're having a problem because like they can't do anything To help it like we are the only people that can solve this and so let's focus on that and like make it more productive rather than dragging it on chit chatting to our friends because nothing good is going to come from that so that's what i would say i also will reiterate what i have said for probably the past like year and a half or so and i think i heard it i don't know if i heard it on tiktok or from my therapist or from both i think that it basically goes that if you have to tell more than three people something you're not looking for an opinion you're looking for attention And I definitely agree with that. And that's been kind of like my rule going into just life ever since I heard that because I'm definitely someone who can be an oversharer. Like I like to hear a lot of people's opinions, but then over time I get drowned out by other people's opinions and I can't even like hear my own inner thoughts and my voice. So I've just been very much, or I've just been more picky and choosy with the people that I tell things to. So I would just say that because I think it's a very, very valid frustration. So Sorry for the really long answer, but I just, I have a lot of opinions on it. What would Sav do if you're struggling with balancing time spent equally between boyfriend, family, and friends? Well, I have actually been experiencing that lately. Um... It's funny. I feel like I have a lot of personal experiences to a lot of the things that you guys are talking about today. I've experienced that lately because I think, I don't know if I told you guys, I'm sure I did. Um, my family's been spending a lot more time, my parents specifically have been spending a lot more time in Tennessee because they have just built a house out here. You know, I have two sisters out here who have five children. I have five nieces and nephews, so five collectively. And I'm out here, obviously. And um, so I've been spending more time with my family. I also am in a really great spot with my friendships. I'm so grateful to feel like I finally found such great friends that I want to spend time with and then also my boyfriend and dividing up time between them and what I have been doing is I have been setting designated maybe this is too much type A but like I have been setting up designated times for all of them so Hayden and I will have one intentional date night a week it typically like we will have dinner at home together like three four times a week but we will have one intentional date night at least then once a week I've been getting dinner with my dad and typically Hayden will come with me I'm actually going tonight however Hayden is staying home so it's just gonna be me and my dad I'm very excited so that is like my designated family day of the week then my friends they kind of like fluctuate you know it's more so like on a like more spontaneous basis typically but my weekends more often than not I will spend with my friends whether that's here at the house which also includes Hayden or whether it's my friends and I going out to get like have girls night or just like drinks or dinner or whatever it is so my biggest tip would be to set up some designated times for each and obviously it's going to fluctuate week by week every week looks different however I think starting to have a little bit of a structure and a schedule is going to make it a lot less overwhelming because I totally understand the feeling of being like I don't have enough time for everyone let alone like you have your family you have your friends you have your boyfriend and then you have yourself and it's like when do you have time to just like decompress with yourself typically what I like to do is I like to have Fridays be my me nights so like Friday nights I don't really like to see anyone other than Hayden like he'll be here obviously but like That's the night that I'm going to do my skincare. It's the night I'm going to watch my shows. It's the night I'm going to scroll TikTok. Like I just want to have a little bit of me time because like I need time to hear myself think a little bit sometimes. So I try and do it that way. And by doing that, it also gives me less stress because I know that I'm designating time to everyone I need to designate time to. And I'm splitting it up in a way that isn't stressful for me. And yeah, granted, there's some times where, you know, I'll see my friends four times a week rather than just two or one or sometimes there's times where I see my family like three nights out of the week instead of just one like every week is going to look different but just navigating it and understanding that again every week is going to look different but also giving yourself grace and reminding yourself that you are human like it is honestly really really hard to navigate your job your life yourself and then splitting up your time with your friends your family and your boyfriend it gets hard so just remind yourself that it's okay If you just need a break every once in a while and that no one is, you know, your time is precious and no one like you don't have to willingly give that away. If you feel like your social battery is low, like if you feel like you need a night, take a night. Don't be like, oh, I have to go out because I have to see this person because if I don't that they're going to think that I don't like them or I don't care about them or they're not a priority. Like, no, if you need a break, take a break. And that's something I needed to learn, too. Like I needed to learn when to kind of back away, even when it was my family, like not even back away in a sense of like oh, I don't want to see you, but back away in a sense of like, I need a breather. Like I really, really do, especially like over the holidays and stuff. Like it was constantly like seeing my family 24 seven, which was amazing. But like my family's house is like 45 minutes away from where I live. So it was constant driving back and forth and that in the midst of friends and in the midst of, you know, quality time with Hayden, like it was just hard to navigate. And so I needed to be able to like say no every once in a while to things and it's okay to say no like if you feel like you need a breather like if your friends are like oh come do this and you're like I'm exhausted you can say no but my biggest tip in navigating through all of that would be to schedule and plan ahead um, because if you're like me then you can like wrap your head around that and you can be like okay this is what I'm doing so I'm like you know I, I don't get overwhelmed so hopefully that made sense okay, we had two of these. The first one is I'm struggling with the days feeling repetitive. Please help. I love you, Sav. I love you too. Then the next one is I'm feeling stuck in my life. What would Sav do? And I feel like these two are very similar. And we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. The feeling of the days feeling repetitive, the feeling of days just feeling like they're passing by. And I was actually talking to Hayden about this last night because I kept telling him, I'm like, you know, I sometimes feel the same way. You know, I feel quite frequently like Sometimes the days just all kind of blend together and I have to remind myself a couple of things and I encourage you to remind yourself of this as well. This is a very normal and natural feeling and I feel like no one really talks about it when they are preparing you for like your 20s and like what life is going to look like. Like no one really tells you like oh, hey, you're probably going to feel like the days just keep repeating themselves and like you feel a little bit stuck in life like over and over again. Like no one really elaborates on that. And so I feel like when we, whenever we feel these feelings of like – I feel stuck or like the days keep all like feeling the same. I feel like I'm just in this stagnant spot in life or I'm feeling like I'm at a plateau. No one really talks about it. So we have this tendency to feel like it's not normal. And I feel like we need to be reminded that it is. And no one likes the feeling. Like just because it's normal doesn't mean it's a good feeling. Like I, but I have so many friends that we have these conversations and it's like, yeah, I just kind of feel like the days are being repetitive. And what I remind myself when I start to feel like this, like when this mindset starts creeping, In, I have to take a step back and I have to remind myself I am in control. I can control certain things about my life. There's other factors that I can't control, but there are certain things that I can control. If I'm feeling stuck, let's start small. What are the little things that I can do throughout the day that are going to make my day feel different, that aren't going to make my day feel as repetitive? If that is going and working at a different coffee shop, whether that is going and grabbing a bite to eat at a new restaurant, whether that is going on a drive and like exploring the place that I live, which sounds crazy, but it actually is very therapeutic. Or whether it's, you know, going and seeing a friend that I haven't seen for a while, catching up with someone I haven't caught up with for a while. There are little things that you can do in your day-to-day life that will help navigate this feeling of feeling stuck. And then there are the bigger things, you know, you could book a trip, you could, you know, I don't know, paint a room in your house. Like there's different things that you can do. I always go to travel. Like when I feel like I need a bigger change, like I will always look towards travel, but I know some people don't like that. And so there's other things that you can do. But I think that reminding yourself that the feeling will pass is really important because it's natural to feel like the days repeat themselves because they kind of do like they honestly kind of do we wake up we go to work or you go to school you come back you have dinner maybe you have an activity maybe you go to the gym maybe you're painting maybe you're knitting maybe you go for a walk you walk your dog, you come home, you take a shower, you go to sleep, you wake up, you do it all again the next day. That's going to start feeling repetitive. So I think it's also important is the idea of romanticizing your life. And I was talking to Hayden about this the other day, and he actually laughed at it. He was like, like, what does that mean, romanticizing your life? And I'm like, taking advantage of life and really like romanticizing it like making life fun like making the little things fun you know one of my friends right now is going to a new coffee shop every day she's like I want to romanticize my life like I want something new to start my day every day I don't want to be doing the same thing and something as little as that you know every like people have work they have jobs it's not easy to like just pack up and you know make this massive life change where you're not going to feel like you're stuck. Because the fact of the matter is, even if you did, like even if you did have a massive life change, you picked up, packed up all of your belongings, moved to the middle of nowhere, after like a month or two, you'd probably feel like, okay, I'm kind of feeling the same. Like I'm doing the same thing every day again. So it's just finding ways to make your day-to-day life feel a little bit more exciting and recognizing when you feel like this and allowing yourself to be like, okay, this is how I feel. What can I do to fix it? What are the little things that I can do that are attainable to me? Everyone's is going to look different. You know, for me, it's like, I start to feel in this rut when I'm just kind of doing the same, obviously doing the same thing over and over. But for me, what that looks like is like when I am constantly just like working in my office and working in the kitchen, like what makes me feel better is if I get out of the house and do my work somewhere else, whether that's at a coffee shop or a little cafe or something like that. If I go somewhere else and get that work done, that breaks up the day for me in a different way. And I feel more productive. I feel like I've accomplished more or going to a workout class like something that I wouldn't have done like trying a new hobby like inserting different but new activities into my life that maybe some stick maybe some don't but you find some that you like and I think that that's really important too but I think it's also equally as important to remind yourself that these are normal feelings and I think that we all feel them and I think that sometimes we don't always emphasize or you know articulate that we feel them because I think that there might be this, you know, preconceived narrative that, you you know, everyone's got it figured out. And I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone has their 20s figured out. I don't know if you're 20, but or in your 20s, but I feel like a lot of us here are. I know that some of us are in our 30s, 40s, whatever, but I do think that you know your 20s, are. I can only speak to that, are very difficult to navigate just because I feel like there is a lot going on and no one really tells you how to navigate it and no one tells you that no one else knows what they're doing either and we're all just kind of sitting here being like, what do we do next? And I think that it's important to know that we're all kind of in the same boat with that. Like no one really knows what we're doing and everyone kind of feels like the days are blending together and everyone feels like they're doing the same thing over and over again. So you're not alone in that feeling. Yeah. I just felt like you needed. To, I needed to say that because I think sometimes it's easy to be like everyone else is out there living their best life. Like I feel like I'm not taking advantage of life enough or I feel like I'm not taking advantage of the opportunities that I have enough or I feel like I'm letting life pass me by and it's like we're still young and even though life is short, we have a lot of time left. Life is like – They always, I heard this the other day because someone was like, oh, life is so short. And someone was like, yeah, but life is like also the longest thing that we'll ever do. So life is the longest yet shortest experience that we'll ever have. And I think it's important to remember that we do have time. You know, I know just as women too, like I feel like it's easy because, or it's not easy, but it's easy for us to think that we don't have enough time because we have like this internal clock. And if you want kids, it's like, well, you got to have them by this specific time. And I think as we are getting older or not getting older but as we are you know as the years keep going you know the mindset behind that has shifted luckily and thankfully because I think it was such a you know again preconceived narrative that women had to have things done by a certain time in a certain time frame and that put pressure on us that mindset puts pressure on us and I just think it's important to, I know I'm going on this like very long tangent right now. I'm going to wrap it up right now. But I think it's just important to remember that, you know, you still have time. You still have time to live your life, and even though the days right now are feeling like they're blending together and everything feels repetitive and you feel stuck and you don't know what you're doing, you are going to figure it out. You don't have to be on anyone else's timeline but yourself. Don't let anyone pressure you. Don't let anyone think that you have to be in a certain spot in life that you're not in and that you are behind because of it. You are going to figure it out. We are all going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. Sorry for the TED Talk, but that's all for me today, you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. And what would Sav do? If you have not already, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode we post weekly here every single Friday. You're not going to want to miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys. And I will see you then. Bye, guys.